Welcome to Entrench, a 21 Pilots podcast. Hello, local dreamers. Welcome to Entrench. My name is Anna, and this is episode 25, the album wrap-up for Regional at Best. Feel free to play the album as you listen to this episode. It's been 25 already. Here we are. Year three? Second full year. But... I just think it's kind of cool that we've approximately done one album a year. Who knows what that will look like going forward, but I'm just really excited we got here and I'm excited to just go over everything and to just comprehensively talk about everything that we haven't talked about and things we have talked about. I love that I didn't have to do the grunt work this time because that's what the self-title wrap-up was for. So now I just get to follow the same outline and it's great. It takes that initial work off my shoulders. And I mean, we love that. We love when we don't have to recreate the wheel. So here we are. Let's jump into the first part, the cover art. Now, as you are all well aware, because you love Tony and Pilots as much as I do, the self-titled album art is the most complex. Going forward, analyzing quote-unquote the cover art is not going to be super extensive, but we still got to do it because I love being comprehensive. It's very on brand for me. So let us begin. First of all, let's just talk about the name, Regional at Best. What does that mean? Well, it actually took me way too long and I'm sure I'm still not completely understanding it correctly because I don't know sports very well. Surprise, surprise. The rest of my family does, but I don't. So I spent quite a while looking into what regional means and didn't really get a straight answer. I feel like depending on the tournament, depending on the sport, like it just means different things. And so there's no like one answer. But the general gist that I got when I was looking through everything is that regional means at least winning one round in a tournament. And I think that makes sense. The idea of this album is that we are regional at best. We, we maybe have like one victory we could claim, but by and large, we're nowhere near legitimate winners. And speaking for myself, that's incredibly accurate. And that just speaks to our sin nature and just the whole faith script that Tyler is pulling from in the process of creating music. Um, I think it's a really smart title and something I wouldn't think of off the top of my head. But I mean, obviously, because again, I wouldn't think in sports terms, but it makes a lot of sense for Tyler. And I think this is a really good faith metaphor to use for an album title, which I just think in general, it fits nicely Then it's right next to Vessel. I just like how those metaphors are next to each other for different reasons, but we're not here to talk about Vessel. We are here to talk about Regional at Best. Vessel will have its moment, and I know most of you have probably been waiting for that, but we are focusing on Regional at Best and gleaning every last drop we can because this is such a sweet album, and like the saddest part of a podcast is having to wrap up an album because I love them all so much. And like, yes, I've formally ranked them, but in reality, like I don't dislike any, like I love them all so much as do all of you. And it's just like, when we have to wrap it up, it's like, it's like closing up a little piece of my heart, obviously not forever, but like, it's just like, yep, we, what's a good word? (laughs) Like we, we extracted every last bit we could have from this thing, and, and now we have to say goodbye, and it's weird. Because, you know, there's lots of, of other ways you can interpret the songs, but there's only so many ways you can interpret it through the lens that we're using here in Entrench. And so it's, it's crazy to think that we're, like, genuinely, like, okay, we're fully wrapping this chapter up. I've never been good at saying goodbye. I don't like saying goodbye to anything or anyone, but that's also a part of life. Um, There are many more wonderful chapters coming. So many great albums. (laughs) So many great songs. And obviously the podcast is, is very far from over, but 
It's just wild to think we're wrapping up chapter two, as it were. How did we get here? Crazy. So, the cover art. Why am I so bad at transitions? It's fine. It's casual. Come on, come on. So, I posted on Instagram right before I started recording because I just want to get into it. Like, let's just, like, leave all the metaphors behind for a second and just be dumb here. Like, I, for the longest time, maybe this is, like, gender stereotypes. I thought this this kid in the foreground was a boy. I don't know. Just because of the hair. Because I thought it was just, you know, short hair with a helmet on. But obviously, I knew the kid in the background had a ponytail and is likely a girl. So then I was like looking closer and I'm like, not that there can't be like co-ed baseball or softball, but like, I feel like this is very unlikely, especially for children. And then I'm like, wait, I think there's a ponytail, but I can't for sure tell because it is such a color. It's really hard to see. It's really hard to tell if it's ponytail or if it's part of the tree line and the buildings and the background there. Like, it's just aligned enough with the background that I'm not 100% sure. And I feel like, to an extent, I don't trust my eyeballs. But I feel like there's a ponytail there. But then, see, the reason I started doubting it was because I started scrolling and looking through some of these other Google, Google images and, like, some of these, these drawings of the cover. And a lot of the drawings don't, like, the kid doesn't have a ponytail. So I'm like, oh. So the kid doesn't have a ponytail. And this is a this is a life or death inquiry, okay? I need to know if this kid has a ponytail. I literally wrote it in my notes. Does the kid have a ponytail? <laughs> it's bothering me so much. So cast your vote if the kid has a ponytail. And I would love to see, like, way too intricate of visual uh, evidence of this be annoying be obnoxious please that like that's that's what we're here for and we want to be comprehensive so you have to give me an answer (laughs) this is part of the process of being comprehensive so for some reason like i've always known that this is like blue and red era and in a way it's blue red and white era and i am you know my brain is very much like connection focused but i just realized you guys that regional at best color scheme is the same as America. How did I just realize this tonight? Like, that is irking me. I think because when I think of the color scheme and the way that I just visually process it, I see it as, like, blue, red, and white. And because you don't say red, white, and blue like you would for America, it just, like, didn't click in my brain. Because when you talk about America's colors, you say red white and blue you don't say red white red and blue you don't say blue red and white you don't say blue white and red you say red white and blue don't even tell me i'm wrong because i'm not so who knows if that was intentional coincidental whatever but i mean it's kind of a cool metaphor there too even though it's not faith related like what does that then imply of something america related as regional at best i mean I'm not a super political person, but I, I mean, come on, we can't help but notice with COVID, for example, you have like the whole world and then you have America <laughs> or to be, to be regionally correct, you have the United States acting completely different than like any other country majority of their population is acting in response to COVID. It's just interesting. That's all I'm going to say. Like we, we are such a loud country. We're such a like talk the talk. You know, we're so in your face, but I mean, realistically, with something like that as an example, like, if you take a step back, why why are you being so obnoxious as a country? Why am I being, you know, I'm part of this country? Like, why are we collectively being this obnoxious when clearly, with this one example, we are like in the very minority of minorities here (laughs) with the way that we're responding to a world event? It's just like... We, like, it's one thing to be independent, but I just feel like there's ways, like, we take it too far and we're just, like, have zero humility with anything. Like, we're like, we have to be independent. And then we equate that to, we can never be wrong. (laughs) And I'm like, but we're human. (laughs) Tyler's like, but we're regional at best. And I'm sure there's zero, zero, absolutely zero United States implications, but... I just wanted to throw that out there because of the color scheme. But truly, like, 
all of this type of introspection and analysis, it starts with yourself. And that's so like commonplace to say, but it's genuinely true. Like I am regional at best. You are regional at best. We can't boast that we have it all together. We can't boast that we won a whole tournament. We can't boast that we've just won it all and figured it all out and and we don't have any more rounds to play. Like we can't say that. We could say we've like maybe had a victory here and there. But we've never had consistent victories. I don't have consistent victory over sin. I don't have consistent victory over relationships. I don't have consistent victory. The only consistent victory that is happening is Jesus's work, what he's already done, how he's already labeled me, how he continues to redeem me, period. Like that is the consistency. It's not my own victory. It's not your own victory. And that's just really important to constantly be remembering. And I'll kind of, I feel like that's a, that's a brief intro to one of the big themes I think this album has, but no spoilers. So moving on with the cover art. So we have the colors, the logo that we've known very well. And then we have 21 Pilots. It just says 21 Pilots a lot. And I don't know if the legitimate album that was like printed and whatnot actually has like the, there's like print over print. So it was like really jumbled in one spot. I don't know if that's like the same on everything or if it's just like some photos of it. Or if it's like canon that it's always jumbled like that. But it's kind of like, wait, what? You know, you look at that and it's like jarring. It's like, wait, why are all those letters jumbled? That's really like startling. I don't like that. But I think, I feel like there's no way for me to describe this other than spoiler alert for one of the themes. I think that really plays into the whole imperfection idea that's going on frequently in this album. Yeah, so it's, it's basically just... Very straightforward covers, not much to say other than the color analysis. But the main thing to note as we look at this field of softball and or baseball players is, well, number one, this kid is is on the base and it looks like there's a kid on the base behind them. So they're like getting ready to run. And so just kind of that implication of like what's not on the picture is that they're being set up for success by whoever's up at bat. And we all know who that is. <laughs> Jesus. Ka-ching. Always the right answer. <laughs> Which again, emphasis, like, we are regional at best. We are able to have a victory because of what Jesus has done for us and continues to do for us in our daily life. Um, and that's the only way we can get to that, to that end base. We can score that point. We can get that home run. We can't get there without assistance. And that's why the kid is like getting ready to run on the base. The other big thing is along with the colors of the album, we see that there's two teams. One of them is blue, one of them is red, and they perfectly match the colors of the album. And it kind of, you know, it sets the stage that these these colors are somehow like adversaries or enemies um, because they're different teams. However, I feel like the emphasis of the logo containing both colors plays into like, yes, in this particular picture, they seem to be on different teams, but in reality, the logo is emphasizing that they're actually all on the same team. And I think that's a theme we see again and again in the Bible is with whether it's different churches, whether it's different groups like the Israelites and the, oh my gosh, I'm totally blanking. Whether it's the Gentiles and the Jews or the Israelites and the Palestinians or like whatever the groups are, there's always been different groups and groups that maybe look down on one more than the other or whatnot or groups that are faithful and groups that are not or groups that think they're faithful and they think the other group's not or whatever. We constantly see that division throughout the Bible, but what we constantly see as well is that Jesus is constantly unifying and God is constantly restating that his gift is to all people. There is not one who has done good, not even one. They have all turned aside. You know, this is the gift he offers first to the Jew and and then to the Gentile. Again and again, we see that theme of unification. And I think this cover art really, through the logo, the logo is the unification of the two teams. Yeah, which can go back to the idea that the logo is potentially like some sort of metaphor for God 
holding people up, redeeming people. I really feel strongly like that could be what the logo is. It's the one straight line holding up the crooked one. Pretty simple, pretty simple cover art. And then, uh, yeah, just some other goofy tidbits. Like, the kid tried so hard. The kid tried so hard to just, like, look nice and presentable. They tucked their shirt in. It's just so sad. Like, this kid's, like, this shirt is like a balloon on this kid. Like, kind of at least gotten in the correct size. But, um, yeah, poor kid. (laughs) Also, obviously, this is a baseball field with dirt. But um, my first instinct when I looked at this picture was, this is just like my, my childhood front yard growing up. My family's front yard growing up was constantly yellow, brown, crunchy in the summer because the irrigation was terrible. And, um, you know, you just go out to play. 20, I would go out to play 24-7 in the summer with bare feet and just like stab my, my soles all the way over to my neighbor's house um, every day, back and forth. Lots of stabbing, lots of pain, but it never phased me. So anyway, it's clearly a baseball field, but um, if I don't think too hard, it just reminds me of my, my front yard growing up. Fun, painful memory. So there is the cover art, folks. Way less in depth. And I'm pretty sure when I did the self-titled cover art, it was like a genuine full podcast link. Plus the entire rest of the album wrap-up, which made it like an extra, extra long podcast. So I'm pretty sure it was like at least 20 minutes of me analyzing. Whereas tonight, it was like maybe 15 minutes being generous. And most of that was just me rambling than actually analyzing the photograph. So I think it's pretty apparent this is a much simpler cover art than before. And uh, yeah, the uh, explanations of the cover art will only get briefer as we go along because there's really not much to say. Tis life and different chapters are different lengths. Okay, when I was looking up, I was gobsmacked when I found this. This was either on the fan wiki or I don't know. All I know is I found this somewhere and I freaked out and I had to share this with you guys. Sorry, there's probably extra mouse clicking in this episode because... I'm just, like, enjoying using my, my mouse too much. But <laughs> I was, oh my gosh, I was just sent into a tizzy when I found this. And just listen, okay? I forget the context, but it doesn't matter. You'll understand. Guys, this is regional at best. This is album two, okay? I'm about to lose my crap. And you are too when you hear this. It says... Although on May 27th, some of the tracks were made on the official album on Spotify, but were removed for a day. It happened with an album, Keep Your Sunny Days, that posted the tracks from Regional at Best that ended up on the official Spotify band account. The tracks were now removed on May 28th. What? Keep Your Sunny... Guys, okay, we know they do stuff like this all the time, but why am I like on the verge of tears? I don't know. But, like, which came first? The album concepts or just these random things and then they decided to to incorporate them in a later album? Like, oh my, either way, it doesn't matter. Their, their connections are genius and I just feel like their planning is insane. Tyler's planning is insane. Like, just blurry face in a trench, need I say more? Like, what? I just... Tyler makes better connections than I even can. And I just, once again, I'm like, Tyler, why are we like this? Why are we so similar in just the ways that our brains want to connect everything? Except you do it way better than I do. I just, I couldn't handle that, okay? When I heard that, I wanted to yell and scream for all of you, but, um, finally got to share it with you now so oh my gosh please give me your reactions to that ideally through video format but you can also send me an email or whatnot because that just oh my goodness no words no words so regional at best let me just let me just go through the track list as we enter into the next section because we are going to more in-depth analyze the album as a whole so there are 14 tracks, two bonus tracks, 
and we analyzed nine tracks because nine of these tracks, as you know, are regional at best exclusive, whereas the other five are redone on Vessel, so we haven't touched them yet. From these original 14, we have Guns for Hands, Holding On to You, Ode to Sleep, Slow Town, Car Radio, Forest, Glowing Eyes, Kitchen Sink, Anathema, Lovely, Ruby, Trees, Be Concerned, Clear. And then the two bonus tracks are House of Gold and Two. Now, before we get into the themes, bonus! Let's do a brief analysis of two. Don't worry, I didn't forget two. Here we go. So, this is going to be a, a mini, mini, mini song analysis right now. Two starts, it's just immediately very unsettling. I think everyone can agree it's very unsettling. Some people think it's like relaxing, question mark. But I think the vast majority of people find this song just like harmonically unsettling. There's just a haunting dissonance throughout all of the chords, throughout the majority, if not all of the song in the piano chords. And then it layers on these darker, lower piano notes as it goes along, kind of like the storm is just like rumbling. And the synth comes in as well. And then the drum line comes in. And the drum line is just like very startling and sudden throughout the song. There's one note. I don't remember when it is, but there's one part where the drum comes in really loud and it just like scares the crap out of me, which probably like symbolizes thunder really because it's a very stormy song. And there's also these weird like random spaceship sounds as well. And I think it emphasizes that this is a very like foreign, strange place, this landscape of the song. And the ambiance. Yes, Nugget, I know, it's unsettling. So it's very straightforward. The lyrics are, I'm too, be gone, you see rain. And this repeats multiple times, and that is the song. I'm too, this is clearly the band itself speaking, 21 Pilots, just as an entity, not even as Tyler, is speaking. I'm too, it's now Tyler and Josh, the former band members have left. And I don't know exactly when Josh came in, if he recorded all of Regional at Best or not. I know I was just recording with ClickCast, and we weren't entirely sure Josh's exact timeline for when he came in, if he recorded much on Regional at Best or not. But either way, at this point when the song was produced and written and published, it was officially just Tyler and Josh now. Hence why it says, I'm two. And... That's also very unsettling. I mean, when you think of musicians and artists and bands in general, you don't think of two people. Tony and Pilots have really been very unique and led the way innovatively to really break the mold of how many people a band has to consist of. And obviously now there's like even like single artists who just like play a ton of different instruments or whatnot. There's, you know, there's tons more you can do now with electronic instruments and things. But, yeah, especially because this was released in 2011, this was very, I would say this is probably very unheard of for it to be two people in a band and to be successful with just two people. And so it's very, not only vulnerable to say the band is two, but it's very, I wouldn't say hopeless, but it's very unsteady and it's very doubtful that it will be successful and I can only imagine what Tyler especially went through in this period where there was just so much uncertainty and probably fear and anger frustration I have no idea there had to have been so many different emotions and I don't know what Josh's I mean I don't fully know what either of their relationships were with music growing up but I feel like when Tyler started creating music he probably realized it was something he he really wanted to genuinely continue on with and so this was probably a really scary hard season for him when it seemed like the odds were against him and then it says be gone you see rain in in one sense this can be the literal band members like be gone leave because for whatever reason you see rain, you see something negative, so or something holding you back, or whatever that connotation might be, and so they left, be gone. Because of the lens that we're taking it, our faith lens, I think 
even though it's a very uncertain and unsettling song, I think there's also hope. And maybe I'm probably just projecting that because I know what happens next, you know? They obviously didn't know what was going to happen next, but Be Gone is kind of that projection of, like, this band is not going to work out. But then I I feel like there could be a, a tonal shift when it's UC Rain because... Yeah, storm can be a negative connotation, but also I feel like half the time in the Bible, storms are negative, but half the time they're positive. And either way, in a negative sense, storms usually bring you closer to God and emphasize your desperate need for him and your own weakness. And I'm sure that's a lot of what Tyler went through and and prayed about. But I think through probably a lot of really vulnerable prayer it also became a positive rain like after all of this now you see rain there is flourishing awaiting you there is life ahead of you you can't quite see what it is yet but it's coming because you see the haze of of the clouds and the the rain in the distance and so I think there's there's this melodic dissonance of everything sounding weird and unsure and where's it going to go and where's it going to end and how's it going to crescendo or decrescendo or what's the next dynamic going to be? I have no idea. Or the time signature. Who knows? It could completely change. But there's a, either way, I think there's a glimmer of, of hopefulness. And if nothing else, there's a glimmer of hopefulness and just knowing how weak they are through this song. And the admittance of the weakness and the need for strength. Because where, where I am weak, you are strong, Lord. And I think this, this song does pay homage to that as well. So, yeah. That's my little analysis of two. It's not a song I, I really listen to. Because it's just personally, like... I know for some people it's a very dark song mentally. Um, which I can see why they would take it that way. But for me, it's not so much that. It's more just like... I viscerally don't like the sound of the song. And so I just like don't listen to it which makes sense because there's like a whole there's a whole science behind you know minor keys and how to make creepy music you know like the whole reason creepy things are creepy is because of the music you know music is amazing music is so music can do so many things it can make you feel so many things so when it makes you feel uneasy it, it really makes you feel uneasy because it's supposed to and so Tyler clearly knows all the tips and the tricks to make things uneasy because he did that perfectly in the song So moving on to the thematic analysis, I think there's three main themes that I pulled out of this album. And again, I'm just pulling from the songs that are not re-recorded on Vessel. So just speaking for the songs that we analyze, the nine tracks, not including two, because I just see two as like a little add-on. I don't see it as an official part of the album personally. I honestly don't think I even truly listened to it until last year. Um, because I don't think I, like, looked into it deep enough prior to that. But anyway, I'm just going by the nine tracks that I thoroughly analyzed in the last year. And let me know either in the Facebook group, my Instagram DMs, or email if you have any other themes that you pulled out and saw. Because I love talking themes and I love hearing themes that I missed. Um, because again, I think albums are very similar to novels it's, it's a whole body of work. It's a whole body of uh, creative narrative, and it should be treated as such, and so there should be themes. So the first big theme I pulled out was imperfection, um, which I kind of touched on earlier with just, just the concept of regional best as a whole is imperfection. I think we see imperfection through forest in like that insecurity and that wrongdoing of some of the verses with the treehouse being on fire and you know when I squint my eyes things make it look a little not right there's just different internal imperfections going on in that song and then kitchen sink continues on with a lot of imperfection with just dark thoughts unsettling thoughts feeling like your thoughts don't align with other people's feeling like other people don't understand your thoughts and so just having differences and imperfections in that way from other people similarly with anathema we see imperfection manifest itself through internal monologue 
and how others can't understand. I guess it's like imperfection and like difference or dissonance at the exact same time. And then be concerned, I would say, is a lot about imperfection. It's a lot about falling short of what you think other people want your faith to look like or what you think God wants your faith to look like and not measuring up. Yeah, a lot of a lot of thoughts that are kind of brewing this idea of like, I feel like I don't measure up to what is expected of me or what people think I should think like or act like or whatever it might be. The second big theme I found was probably the most prevalent um, among all the songs, and that is judgment to different degrees. I think in Glowing Eyes, there's a huge judgment of like what is being thought of me when I'm being perceived. With Kitchen Sink, it's Kitchen Sink and Anathema, similarly to Imperfection, like what do people think of my thoughts? They're probably looking down on them, or they think they're weird, or they're too dark, or they're too out there. Lovely is all about judgment in a different way of like, I judge myself in a way that is not the reality of how I actually am. So kind of more so judgment on yourself. Be concerned is all about how either God's perceiving you or other believers are perceiving you or how you're supposed to manifest your faith. And clear is judging how you are sharing your faith. Um, how others are judging how you share your faith and how others are judging what you even believe to begin with. The other theme I pulled out is identity. I think that's a big one. In Slowtown, we see identity, how your identity is formed through how you grew up, your childhood, which I think we see throughout, you know, Stressed Out and other songs in the future. We see identity through Kitchen Sink being a lot about you're formed through the ways that you interpret things and the ways that you connect things in your brain, the types of things that trigger you or the types of things that help you cope through things. Those are a lot of your identity. Similarly, your identity in Lovely is all about your inherent value and worth that is not dependent on how you might judge yourself. Your identity is is not necessarily what you think it is. It's redeemed and it's unchangeable. And finally, with clear, we see that your identity is in your beliefs and in the way that you express your beliefs and share your beliefs with others as well. So those are kind of like different pillars of huge components that make up your identity. And I just thought that was interesting that it kind of went over the range of all the different ways that your identity is built up through internal things and external things. Similarly to last time, I went through and kind of pulled out all the songs that related to the different Trinity figures and Satan in different ways. I think compared to the self-titled album, and we'll continue to see this in the other albums, but I think the self-titled album is obviously the most direct spiritually, so whole songs are like explicitly related to God or Jesus or whatnot. But I think in all the other albums, there's definitely pieces and parts that are related to each, but not to the same degree where, like, a whole song is necessarily all about God, you know? And I think that kind of goes into, like, why Tyler writes songs the way he does. He doesn't want to, like, wholly make something about something when other people could glean meaning through it or more meaning if they are not a Christian through it being part of a song rather than the whole song. Yeah, so I don't know. From different portions of the song, here is what I pulled out. I think we see God most through Kitchen Sink because he's most explicitly talking to God in this song a lot of times in his frustration and his anger, Um, mainly at the end where he's saying, don't leave me alone. And a lot of that frustration, I think, is directed at God. In Lovely, I think, on the reverse, I think Lovely is God speaking to the listener to Tyler, be concerned is, again, him talking directly to God. I think that one's, like, the most directly, most consistently at God compared to any of the other songs in this album. And in Clear, obviously, God is very prevalent in the beliefs that he's sharing and how he's processing through how he wants to share his beliefs about God. 
Jesus, I mainly just saw him through glowing eyes. I think Jesus is the most prevalent in this album through glowing eyes because I would argue he's the man at the door, which is a lot of what I talked about in that podcast. Other than that, I don't think we explicitly have references to Jesus in this album. Again, I could have missed them. I could have missed some. But I think this is the most direct reference to Jesus on this album. The Holy Spirit, I didn't really see directly referenced, unlike the self-titled. But I do think you could also argue that Lovely is, from the Holy Spirit's perspective, similar to Before You Start Your Day. So, again, like, they're three persons, but they're also the same at the same time. So, something like Lovely is a good example of that, where it's like, they're three persons, but it also could be a message that's technically coming from each of the three parts of the Trinity separately as well. And that's definitely a very, like, Holy Spirit-esque message, just as far as, like, personal identity I think that the idea of lovely coming from the Holy Spirit is very similar to Before You Start Your Day, so I like to think that they're both pretty spirit-oriented just because they're so similar. I think the Holy Trinity as a whole is most seen in forest because a lot of it is just about, you know, down in the forest we'll sing a chorus and how in heaven someday we'll get to glory and worship and that'll be with the Holy Trinity. And then with Satan, we see different parts of him present in glowing eyes. I think a lot of what the little glowing eyes are referencing is Satan and evil and being really tied to those things, but trying to fight and get away from those things. Similarly, while God is being addressed in Kitchen Sink, I think Satan is very prevalent in Kitchen Sink as well through a lot of those dark thoughts and... Just the weight of Satan is very prevalent in that song. And similarly, I think Satan's very... The weight of of him and his evilness is also very prevalent in Anathema. I feel like Kitchen Sink and Anathema lyrically are very similar songs in just feeling this burden of darkness around you. And I think that's why I I said it's like... Satan is like very near in those, those messages of those songs because you can just feel that like evil presence lingering around more so than the other songs. Yeah, I think Satan loves mental illness. I think Satan loves depression, suicidal ideation, certainly. And it it makes sense that, that if anything, he would be the most present in those songs on the album. I didn't have really any verses specifically for these songs as I was going through this album that I shared in the Facebook group. But the one verse I did share, I really thought went well with Forrest. And that is Psalm 96, 12 through 13. It says, Let the field exult in everything in it. Then shall all the trees of the forest sing for joy before the Lord, for he comes, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples in his faithfulness. I love how it talks about the trees of the forest singing for joy because I feel like that encapsulates the same themes and, and essence of forest, the song. So I just had to share that because I thought that was awesome. Okay, well, who's ready for a couple quizzes? Because I am. Okay, first one, we're going to do Sporkle. Naming all the songs on the album. But I'm going to see if I, I, I can name them all, but I'm going to see if I can name them all in order. Honestly, I'm probably going to fail pretty quickly because we didn't, in-depth analyze all these in a row because we skipped half of them because they're vessel songs so i haven't compared to the other albums i have not memorized this this track list at all because i mainly only listen to the non-re-recorded tracks and that's obviously not the full album so i'm just gonna try to do these in order and i'm probably gonna fail like i literally okay i only have three minutes too oh no okay first song is guns for hands and then holding on to you yes and then oh no is it oh to sleep yes and then i feel like there's one more i feel like there's one more before non re-recorded what would it be i don't think it's trees oh my gosh i'm i'm already failing i only have two minutes 23 seconds um what are the other i literally can only think of trees but i know trees is not the fourth track I'm just gonna go for it. Nope. Okay. Well, now I have two minutes, so I'm just. I lost because Trees is like 12. 
So I'm just gonna try to remember them all. Be concerned. Clear. Lovely ruby. Kitchen sink. Glowing eyes. Anathema. Three more. What literally? Slow town. Oh, slow town was track four. Okay, I was completely wrong. That makes sense why I couldn't think of it. Two more, two more, two more. Um, House of Gold. That's the extra track. Guys, I have one minute. I'm blinking on the last two. Shooty. One of them is a re-record. And one of them is not, I believe. Lovely. Nope, I already did that. Oh my gosh, guys. I can't cheat. Can't do that. But I can't think of the last two. <gasps> oh no. Be concerned. I'm a fake fan. It's not true. <laughs> That's all I'm thinking of. Oh no. Oh, I'm gonna kick myself whenever I when I find out what this is. Okay, I didn't get two of them. I missed car radio. Oh my gosh. And forest. <laughs> That's like the main track people remember from Regional Outbestus Forest. Wow. Okay. Well, I got 12. Okay. And then this other one, I have no idea what this quiz is going to be like. So we'll see if it's a good one or not. But this is the other one I found. It's How Well Do You Know Regional at Best by Tony on Pilots. So it seemed like an appropriate quiz to take. Click here to start. Question one. Ooh, this is a lyric. Fill in. I know what you think in the morning when the shun's, when the shun, when the sun shines on the ground tell it you belong to me the saint and nooses is leash and i have news for you you must blank me obey metaphorically i'm a blank and that's an whore one of the one of the options is beautiful person <laughs> put cards in our spokes and make our engine sound like traffic when using blank cards pokemon other options are you Yu-Gi-Oh or digimon <laughs> classic they fill with fire, exhale, desire. I know it's blank my time today. Dire. I know it's awful. <laughs> my brain has given up blank flags are hoisted. White. Of course, red and blue are the other options. But do I want to say goodbye to all the blank eyes? Glowing. Sparkly. Shiny. Here's my brother and his head's blank up, but that's alright. Screwed. My heart's getting harder. I'm calling my father. Am I screaming to an empty blank? Sky. It's hard to tell the difference between blank and water these days. Blood. Ruby, take my hand. Please lead me to the blank. Promised land. Neverland. Yes, Peter Pan. I want to know you. I want to see. I want to say blank. Hi. Hey, hello. <laughs> that reminds me of five seconds of summer. Anyone? I will deny you for blank and I'll make you raise me from the dead. Years. Spread this blank reflected on the next one. Infection. Spread this outbreak. Oops. Submit. I got a hundred percent and it's giving me the meme where Josh is sitting there with a synth keyboard in his hands and Tyler has his ski mask on with sunglasses on top of it and is waving his arms wildly. So there you go. Let me know if you got all of those correct. I, I'm sorry. I probably did it too fast for you to, to think of your answer first. I didn't even really look at the answers because I knew them off the top of my head. And then listener questions. Um, I didn't have any new questions this time, but I still have the same questions from the last album, which are still applicable now. So I'm going to answer those to end our time together with Regional at Best. I'm sad. I don't want to end it. I love Regional at Best. Okay, favorite song. Again, I'm only considering the non-re-recorded. I would say... As of right now, anyway, I think Be Concerned is my favorite song on Regional at Best. I think because for me, it's similar to Addict with a Pen in how it's just being very vulnerable and open with God with, with hard feelings and with anger. Growing up, anger was like never something I really outwardly expressed. It was always something I just thought was like a no-no, you don't express that. And so a big way, I think I've mentioned this before, but a big way Tyler's always inspired me and encouraged me in my faith was to genuinely get angry and to bring that to God. And now I'm at a point where I did a really good emotions devotional this past summer and it taught me a lot about emotions and how God is angry. There's a there's a way to have righteous anger. And so I feel like I have the healthiest view of anger I've ever had right now where 
sometimes I get angry and sometimes I process it and I'm like, I genuinely can and should be angry right now because there are very much times where anger is righteous and warranted. Sometimes it's sinful and selfish, but sometimes it's it's genuine and like God would be angry for the same thing. And similarly with jealousy, we see that as like only a negative emotion, but God is jealous. And so there's ways that we can righteously be jealous as well. And so it was just a really cool way to dig into scripture and to also be reminded of who God is and, and God has a lot of emotions. And then it broke down like the emotions that God doesn't have are guilt, shame, and fear primarily. And so those are obviously bred by sin and evil and should always be remembered as such. But with anger, I think the main emotions that went through was joy, anger, jealousy, grief, slash sadness. And there was maybe one more, but all of those emotions God does have. And so there is always a sinful way to express those emotions, but there's also a godly way that those emotions can be expressed. And so that was really cool to see that like anger is not just innately negative and to be avoided, but it can be genuinely righteous. Was a very good way for anger to be redeemed for me and not just to be villainized. Because God is is angry a lot of times in the Bible for good reason. So yeah, anyway, that's why I really love Be Concerned because Tyler is very upfront about his frustration and anger and hard emotions and bringing it to God, it immediately helps him soften the emotions and it helps him like fully process and I can just say that for my myself as well. So I feel like that song represents how I believe you should deal with hard emotions as well. And so I would say that one's my favorite. What has this album meant to me? Similar to self-titled, it reminds me of my freshman year of college specifically, which was a very hard year, but it's when I really got into Tony on Pilots and self-titled and regional at best were what I really leaned on that year. And it makes sense because when you're going through a super negative time, those are albums where negativity is unashamedly expressed in a lot of songs. So it, it just reminds me of having a lot of comfort through the album my freshman year. But I feel like I have a lot of specific memories of this album. It reminds me of going to my first concert, my first 21 Pilots concert on the Blurry Phrase tour, and they did that medley, and it had Forrest in it. And I remember being so blown away that Forrest was on it. I did not expect that. And Forrest at the time was my favorite song off Regional at Best, and one of my favorite songs at the time. So I was completely caught off guard and very unexpectedly happy to hear that song at the concert and I just remember after that I just could not stop listening to Forrest and it just made me so happy and it reminded me of being at the concert and yeah there was something about hearing Forrest that day I remember that just like I don't know how to describe it I just felt very emotional the whole time they were playing it but I can't really pinpoint what the exact emotion was it was just a very like specific type of feeling that I don't feel very often I don't know, that's very vague, but um, I just like specifically remember that feeling, whatever that emotion was. It was very unique. It was like nostalgia, but like, I don't even know. Somehow Forrest just like reeks of nostalgia for me, but I don't even know why, because at the time I like hadn't even known them for like more than a year. So I don't know why it felt, it just felt very nostalgic to me, because somehow that song just like... I don't know if it's the melody or the lyrics or what, but something about that song and this album as a whole is just very nostalgic for me. It just reminds me of my own childhood and stuff for some reason, besides the obvious parts where like he's literally talking about childhood. It also reminds me of other random cozy comforts. That summer of 2016 was when I went to that concert, but it's also when I was at my parents for the whole summer as a barista at Big B and I hung out with Laura and Kate so much that summer because they were home that summer too and I just remember listening to it a ton when I was with them that summer and I remember basically like anytime we were in the car together we would listen to regional at best so that's what that reminds me of 
it also reminds me of this one specific time when we all went to yoga together because my coworker at the time Brandon is a yoga instructor he still is not at the same place but we he did hot yoga and so we all went to hot yoga and then after we went back to hang out at Lauren Kate's house and I remember taking a shower and listening to regional at best when we were like unwinding after hot yoga and I don't know why but I just always have that when I that's like always one of the very specific things I think of when I think of Rachel at best. Is specifically listening to it on Bluetooth very loudly while I was showering after hot yoga. So random. But I mean, you ask, what does it mean to me? That specific memory. But it, it as I've kind of already touched on it, it means a lot of deeper things too that aren't specific memories. It regional at best inspires me to create. I think regional at best is beautiful because it's imperfect. And I think it's also has the theme of imperfection, not because of the songs themselves, but just as a whole. It's a very imperfect album. And I think that's a beautiful, good thing. And I'm glad that it hasn't been like fully erased from everything because we need more of that. And Tyler Joseph is literally my biggest inspiration creatively. And so regional at best means everything to me because of how imperfect it is like my biggest writing inspiration and creative inspiration was very imperfect on this project and that just gives me so much hope you know he didn't try to produce it very technically or intricately it just is imperfect and rough and messy and it's just proof that messiness can be beautiful it's so imperfect and messy and you know, when you compare it to any of their newer albums. And yet, so many people love this album so dearly, and, and so many people rank this album higher than most, if not all, of their newer albums. And I think that just speaks to so much beauty and messiness. It just speaks to how needed imperfection is, and how much we desire and crave to find out that we're not the only imperfect person. There are other imperfect people and art doesn't have to be perfect. There's such a pressure, I think, on artists, especially for any type of artist, any type of creative person to just, everything has to be flawless. Everything has to be just so, you know, content creators, everything has to look just right or post a certain time of day or a certain frequency. And we just so badly need to be reminded that messiness is beautiful and it doesn't have to be all cleaned up and it doesn't have to be perfect and especially with something like what I do which is a big thing I do is writing like you talk about something people want perfect you could try to revise something for the rest of your life and it'll never be perfect you can always change your word choice until the day that you die but at some point you just gotta say you know it's okay if it's messy the point is just continue and keep creating no matter what. Screw the odds. Like, regional at best went completely against the odds. And who knows if it even ended how he wanted it to. But he, he let it go. You know, he let it go anyway, no matter what he thought of it. He let it go out into the public, no matter what he thought of it. And um, that's really important. No matter what you're working on creatively, at some point you have to just have the faith and the trust to just let it go. To let it be what it is for the public. And to not try to keep messing with it anymore just let it be and sure enough people love it for what it is the other huge thing this album means to me is say say everything say even the quote-unquote weird things in your mind like even if you think it's weird even if you think people will judge you for it or whatever say it anyway because even if you think no one will understand those words that you thought were weird can become the perfect encapsulation of what someone else was thinking that they didn't know that they needed to hear in that wording and because you did something that you thought was weird it brought them the exact expression that they needed and I am just always so grateful that Tyler goes out on limbs with the ways that he words things or the ways that he discusses things because he might have felt uncertain about all kinds of things that, that he wrote but he put it out anyway and speaking for myself at least it has just so perfectly encapsulated so many things that I have felt and that's exactly why I have this podcast and it just pushes me to want to say even the the weird things that are on my mind because someone's gonna resonate 
even if I think it's weird. And that's the beautiful thing about creating. Where does it rank among the albums? So last time when I did the self-titled wrap-up, I ranked them newest album to oldest album. And I still stand by that, with the exception of Scaled and Icy, because Scaled and Icy was not out at the time that I did the last ranking. So here is the new ranking with Scaled and Icy. Trench is number one. Vessel is number two. Scaled and Icy is number three. Blurry Face is four. Regional at Best is five. And 21 Pilots is six. Again, I love them all. So really, this ranking doesn't really say much other than my favorite album is by far Trench for so many reasons that you will understand when we get to Trench. (laughs) So many reasons. Trench for me stands way above all the others but other than that like this this ranking really doesn't say much. I love them all. I just love Trench a lot more than all the other ones but I still love them all. So Trench is by far my favorite because it connects with so many things. Vessel just also connects with a lot of things, which is why it's second. I wasn't sure if I should put Scaled and Icy before after Blurry Face, so that's where I wasn't sure. But I ended up putting it before Blurry Face because I think ultimately, like, there's a lot more depth of, like, analogy and literary devices in Blurry Face compared to Scaled and Icy, but I really love how Scaled and Icy is more uplifting and upbeat because I think their discography was really lacking that and it don't get me wrong like we need all the processing through depression and suicidal ideation like especially when it came out like that was so lacking and so needed and obviously very telling and appropriate to Tyler's testimony and so all of it's really important but I think it's also important that we're, j- we're not constantly entrenched, pun very much intended, in negativity, but that we also remember to have gratitude, to have positivity as well. And so I just thought metaphorically it was really important that they, they put out Scaled and Icy for the positivity that it adds to their discography because I think that was lacking. And it's also a reminder that there's a lot of positivity in their lives. Their lives are not just mental illness. And that's important to remember. And and similarly, like, I think Skiel and Icy is a good representation of, remember, your life is not just about your anxiety or your depression or your suicidal ideation. Even if those things try to be overwhelming, try to steal your days, your life is, you are more than that. And I think Skiel and Icy is, is really important because of that. And so that's why I ranked it third. Blurry Face is fourth. Really great concept album. I love it a lot. Regional at best is second to last because I personally consider it a shorter album because I only properly consider it the non-re-recorded. So I'm like, well, it's a shorter album, so of course I'm going to rank it lower. And then 21 Pilots is last just because it's the most metaphorically obvious, so it's boring. (laughs) So yeah, that's kind of what I shared already, but I just wanted to reiterate what my ranking was now that Scaled and Icy is here. So... I would love to hear your thoughts on Regional at Best, literally any thoughts at all, um, what you thought of any of the podcasts, if you had a favorite analysis and why. I'm always curious. Obviously, I talk about what I talk about and I analyze what I analyze and it's very straightforward from my end, but just like curious content-wise, what has been an impactful podcast for you and why? Because I really don't think of it from your perspective because I'm not you. I'm, I'm not the listener. So I'm super curious and would love to hear if if you ever want to email me. Yeah, I hope you loved this Regional at Best chapter for the past year. I loved it. And I'm grateful that you went through it with me. I'm sure you guys are very excited for Vessel because I am too. Obviously, Vessel is a huge one for me. But yeah, it's it's a bummer to, to close this chapter, like I said before, because... Regional at best has so many good metaphors, um, and I think I love the the imperfection and messiness metaphor the most. So, with that being said, never forget all of these themes. I hope you take some good nuggets with you. Nugget pun intended. I I hope you just continue to live in humility, knowing that you are regional at best, but that because of the Lord, 
we are given that victory. We are given all the victories that we need that we can only be regional at best without. And I hope and pray for you that you continue to lean into imperfection and continue to create, even if it gets weird or messy. I hope you are constantly reflecting on and what your identity is comprised of and why and how and why your thoughts are what they are and why and how. And if nothing else, I'm, I'm glad I have these these messages out there for you that you can always reference back to whenever needed. I hope I've been a good companion to you through whatever you've gone through in the last year, good or bad, and I hope that I was able to just be a little a little friend in your ear, and I'm excited to continue on in this journey with you, and I'm grateful that we have much more to go together because I am far from done. I hope you have a good day, a good evening, a good week, and I hope you stay healthy. I'm praying for everyone's health, and yeah, stay tuned for what is next. I'm super excited. With that being said, I want to hear from you. You can email entrenchpodcast at gmail.com with a written account of your 21 Pilot story or your favorite memories you have related to the band. Feel free to send memories anytime even if you've sent me an email before or sent me your story before i always love random 21 pilots memories like me in the shower after yoga listing for regional best like literally anything i just i find so much joy seeing how they've been with us even in the tiniest little moments you can also reach out with an episode request if you want to analyze a song video or album with me and if you'd like to contribute to the analysis we've already covered you can join the podcast facebook group by searching entrench podcast group you can find Entrench on Podbean, Verbal, Spotify, Apple Music, and Amazon Music. On Instagram, you can find me at Entrench underscore pod. I look forward to hearing from you. Tune in next time for the Vessel Opener, Ode to Sleep. Thank you so much for listening, friends. Stay alive and remember, Entrench, you're not alone. <laughs>